it's your girl TT from the D. Thank you for stopping by on our second official Marriage Monday right here on anchor.fm forward slash TT from the D. I appreciate you logging on and taking time out of your schedule to hear this show. I know that you probably were looking forward to the show with myself and Swifty. However, due to his schedule, as an artist, you know, you really don't know how that clock will tick. He had to work on a video shoot and it lasted longer than he thought. Therefore, he couldn't be my guest tonight and we couldn't talk about the hot topic that I can't wait to share with you. Things men want women to know. Ha, ladies, doesn't that strike a nerve? And it started from a conversation Swifty and I was having last weekend when we were really, we were watching movies and then he said, hey, babe, you want to hear something? And I said, yeah. He said, "Um, I saw something and I wanted to share it with you. And he was like, because I was reading and it was really interesting. So I said, okay. So we paused our movie and we started getting into it, talking about things that men wish women knew about them. And I'm like, oh, this is a podcast show. He said, let's do it. I was like, really? He said, yeah, I'm down with it. I said, all right, bet. I said, so next Marriage Monday, which is next week, which would be today. I said, we're going to talk about it. And I said, we're going to take it a step further because on TT from the D podcast show, on StreamYard, you know, I can talk about any and everything and talk with any and everybody. So I said, well, let's take it there. It's not going to be on a Monday. It's going to be on my thankful Thursday, but I'm thankful for marriage. I'm thankful for the ingredients that help make a healthy marriage. So I said, why don't you join me on there? And he said, definitely. So I'm here to tell you that the next show here on Marriage Monday, Swifty will be in full effect, we'll be talking about the things that men wish women knew about them. And ladies, I think it's very healthy that we take some notes because, you know, we always have these sayings like, you know, men think we know what they're thinking and we wish we knew what they're thinking. And then some of us think we know what they're thinking when we have a hard time even knowing what we're thinking. I know that's a tongue twister, a bit much, but I'm hyped up and I'm excited. So we will talk about it right here on anchor.fm forward slash TT from the D at 7 p.m. on Monday, August 2nd. Yes, that will be the hot topic for that night. But on to tonight's topic, we're going to talk about something that I thought was really interesting. I talked about this when I probably first started my very first podcast show, which was called Married Couples Poor. I don't know if any of you will remember that. I had a lot of amazing guests and I had a lot of amazing topics. Some topics were so amazing that I thought that I would revamp them and bring them back because you can always learn something. I read books that I've read before and I still find something new every time. Reminds you of when you watch Friday. Now, if you're a Friday fan like me, you know, we know the lines, we know the scenes and everything, but I promise you, you will always discover something that you didn't pay attention to for whatever the reason is the last time that you watched Friday. And you'll be excited because you'll say, oh, did you notice? Because I know I've been caught off guard and I saw some scenes or noticed something in a scene that I didn't peep the first time before. And just like Friday, that movie never gets old in our marriages, ladies and gentlemen. Our marriages really never get old If we pay attention, right? Because things are always changing. You may have met your spouse a year ago or five months ago or whatever that looks like 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago. And you'll say, I know my spouse, right? We all would like to think we know our spouse. And a lot of us do. However, 
Are you fully aware that just as we grow as individuals, that our spouses grow as well? We're forever constantly changing, hopefully for the better. But I wanted to bring to your attention six reasons that marriages fail. Now, you know, all relationships, whether romantic or friendly, they start out with the basic motivation of attraction. Now, some people might want to go on and say, oh, no, you know, uh, I, I wasn't attracted. I was attracted to their mind, you know, their conversation. Well, before you struck, you had the opportunity to strike the conversation. You had to see the person. OK. And if you saw the person, what made you approach him or her? Because in today's time and a few years ago, ladies, we decided we're not going to wait for him to come to us. We'll approach them, invite him out for a cup of coffee, want to go out for happy hour, go out for some drinks, want to go out, you know, for some ice cream, whatever that looks like, depending on your age bracket. So we are no longer just waiting by the phone when we see someone that's interesting, because while we study long, we study wrong sometimes. Now, hopefully that motivation inspired you to get where you are. And that's why you are Mrs. So-and-so. And definitely he's always been Mr. So-and-so. Okay. You know, personalities absolutely attract the opposite but they also have the opportunity to attract the same however I think we tend to attract the opposite because we really don't want anyone that's exactly like us yet we can have some similar things that attract us you know wealth attracts people power attracts people for me intelligence I love a person that can hold a conversation I love intelligent people of course power is awesome you know there's a lot of power and a lot of things we do. And it's not just power to control things and situations, but just the power to be who you are and stand in your truth. Okay. Popularity. You know, you could have met your spouse because they were someone that was really popular and well-known and that attracted you. You understand the sense of humor. Someone could say, oh, I was attracted to her sense of humor, his sense of humor. They were totally funny down to earth. We hear all these things, but initially Come on now, let's be clear and let's be transparent and let's keep it real. Something attracted you in the physicalness, okay? I really rarely have ever met anyone who was connected, married to someone, whether male or female, and they weren't attractive in some fashion or form. Now, in my younger days, you know, you would you would think like, oh my God, why is he with her? Or why is she with him? Have you ever noticed two not so attractive people don't really be together? But then you'll see two fine, fine people together. It's funny and you might be like, what? Okay, don't judge me. Don't come for me. And I send a request. So I'm just saying, you know, that's real. Come on now. There has to be something that physically attracts you to someone. I'm assuming. Okay. Because when you wake up every morning or you go to bed every morning and I mean, go to bed every night, I'm sorry. You tend to want to look over at your spouse, hug them, kiss them, flirt with them, things like that. You don't want to look over at somebody that you wish had a bag over their face. Okay. And it ain't just the body. And if it was just the body and the face wasn't something you could deal with and it didn't allow you. Come on now. Come on now. Who am I talking to? Okay. You didn't last long. I know marriages that, yeah, they went in for that protection. And when I say protection, unfortunately, it was a couple of women that I know have done that where they got married for the financial security and it didn't last long and it also was a long and drawn out and waste of energy and time on both parties okay and so there's a lot of things that can attract you to people I said all that to bring us back to the block 
like playing Monopoly, you can keep on going past go. Sometimes you can collect $200 and sometimes you're not. But in a relationship, when it starts off, of course, we have the basic, right? The human attraction. Let's keep it real. Now, is it going to be long-term survived or short-term survived? That is still out to question, okay? And so we know you got some marriages that can last a day. I've known people, not personally, but stories, real life stories, not through the Lifetime movie channel. I'm talking about you and read about them and people got married and 24 hours later, they like, uh-uh, what did I do? Like, why did I do that? Like, was this a joke? You know, or they were drunk or intoxicated, whatever the case, under the influence, whatever. It was a bet. Like, people have done some stupid things when it comes to marriage. Now, those idiotic moves does not fall under. They do not fall under this category of the six things or the six reason marriages fail. That just a whole nother area of stupidity that people should not do and not function in. But, you know, you live and you learn, okay? Each spouse must continue to perform at the original attraction level. So when I say that, let's go here. Ladies, you know, we have some days where our hair is not always done. All right. We do it yourself. Some of us can do a little something, throw a little bun up there. You know what I mean? Pull the hair back into a nice little sleek ponytail. Now, some of us can't even do that. So you might want to go get a girlfriend. And when I say a girlfriend, I mean a wig. Okay. A 27 piece that's on a wig cap. Something like that. All right. A partial sewing that's on a hat. I don't know. Whatever it is, you want to get a friend. A backup. Because if you are in between seeing your hairstylist and you need to go somewhere, have, and here's a here's a tip. Have a going out. I know somebody. I ain't going to put no names out there because I love this person. But I know a person who has a going out girlfriend wig. Has a work gr- a wig. You know, a work wig. Girlfriend, whatever we want to call I call them girlfriends. Also has a workout girlfriend wig. You understand me? I'm like, come through with the selection. Okay? Come through with the selection. I love girlfriends. I love wigs. I love them. I have a drawer full of them. And I'll be like, who I'm going to be today? It just depends on where I'm going, what I'm doing. Now, I am not who I said that I admire. I am the other person. But I'm just saying, it's nothing wrong with having some options. So if you want to have a going out wig, a going to work wig, a wig that you work out, because you know you don't want to sweat your hair out if you're in between seeing your stylist. And then some people can afford to get their hair done every week. Now, I am not one of them people. I probably could, but I'd rather go to happy hour or go out to a nice dinner than get my hair done every week. Now, every other week, I'm okay with that. But I also am one of those people, I thank God for the skills, the little skills I have, not many, but the little skills that I could throw my hair up in a bun. I could pull it back in a nice thick ponytail. I can, you know, add on some hair and, and do some things. I'm very creative. You never know. I might throw some braids up in there. You, I don't know how to French braid. That's not my calling. But what I'm saying is I know how to keep it together. Going back to when we started out, ladies, hair done, nails done, dress nice. You know what? Looking good. Fellas, haircut fresh, looking good, smelling good, all good. Somewhere along the journey, I'm not quite sure where, sometimes people get so comfortable with their spouses and they don't care. You walking around looking just crazy. Now, I'm not talking about when you're getting ready to do laundry and, you know, you're just throwing on something. You still should be cute around the house. You shouldn't just walk around and just look blue back all the time. Now, we got our days where we're not going to be looking our best, and that's okay inside the home. Now, here's another pointer, bonus. Ladies, we should never leave the house looking unkept. 
Not only are you representing yourself because you represent you before you represent your spouse. Let's be clear. You are who you are alone by yourself. You are an extension of your spouse. Okay. So you need to always make sure you looking up to par because you represent yourself. And if you are an entrepreneur, you're representing your brand. So you're representing yourself. You're representing your brand. If you're not an entrepreneur, you're a homemaker, whatever that looks like, you're still representing yourself first. If you have a child or children, you're representing your children. You don't know. You might see some of your children or your child's friends out and they'll be like, ooh, so-and-so mama was looking kind of rough. You don't want to have that. So you want to make sure you're always keeping it tight and keeping it right. Fellas, y'all too. Don't think just because y'all men, y'all can just, no, no, no. Same thing goes for y'all. Same thing goes for y'all. Y'all want to make sure that you are looking good, smelling good, keeping it fresh. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's not going to be 24 hours a day, but let's not get into lax like all week long. You looking like you ran away or you're homeless and you're not. Let's not do that. Let's be mindful. Okay. Okay. Cause sex appeal is a very important and it can dwindle away and, the eye that used to be on you could start to wonder. Now, I'm not saying that if you're married, you shouldn't look at other people. And when I say that, I also am not saying that it's okay to be gawking like you don't got no damn sense. I ain't saying that either. But what I will say, we're being transparent and we're keeping it real. If you want some bull crap, then this ain't the right podcast show for you. But if you want some transparency and some authenticness and some realness, you have joined the right podcast show. Now, when I say the eyes wandering, like you want to keep your husband looking at you, ladies, ladies and husbands, you want to keep your wife looking at you. You want to smell good, that aroma. When you walk into a room, they know that that spouse had been there. Like, ooh, oh, they must have ran here real quick. I smell the scent of them, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Getting in a car. It's like, ooh, you know, I just, it's something about the smell. Ladies, if you're anything like me, you love a good cologne. And fellas, I know some men, I, I hear you. They love the smell of a sweet perfume or a nice perfume of fragrance that is tantalizing. So we have to keep those minimum things together. Those are simple, minute things. Okay. You always got to keep some cologne and perfume in the house. Never, ladies and gentlemen, be without some type of fragrance that you could put on. Just go, even if you just run into the store, you know what I'm saying? If you just got up and you ain't got dressed and you're sitting around the house watching movies, it ain't nothing like cuddling and nuzzling up with your spouse and they smelling good okay now let's get down to the nitty gritty okay because that was some, some little factors I want to reel you in hopefully you got some paper and pen crayon marker or something or you could just save this and go back to jog your memory all right now tragically our preoccupations with Life, because life is happening every day, whether we like it or not. And most of us like it. We love to be alive. I don't know anybody that don't want to be alive or don't enjoy being alive. And if you are struggling with that, then I really will pray for that. And I hope that you seek some uh, help because it's a joy being alive. And God is happy that you're still here. But as I was saying, tragically, our preoccupations with life itself leads to disappointments and conflicts. We often have to compromise to make things smooth. And I know it's very difficult when you have people that are on the go, like myself and my husband, we compromise a lot with our schedule. We're both very heavily involved in our careers. My husband is more involved than he is because he has a foundation that he truly has his feet planted in. I'm still building my brand and I'm building on, but I've always been working in the industry. 
on top of my nine to five where I work for a school district. So I'm always on the go. Plus, I'm a very active mother and I'm very active with my friends. I do a lot of things with a lot of people in a lot of areas. So we have to compromise with scheduling. Now, you got some people and it's a two way street. I I always say love is a two way street. Relationships are two way street on and on and yada, yada. However, I don't know why some people feel that it's a one way street. Like your job is more important than your spouse's job. Like what you have to do outweighs what your spouse has to do. Like they're supposed to put what they're doing on the back burner because it's all about you. I would round that up to the nearest power and call that being selfish. Okay. We don't want to be selfish in marriage. You don't want to be selfish in life. No one appreciates a person that's selfish. I'm talking from experience, personal experience and all the other things that go with it. We have to be humble creatures from the beginning to the very end. And time management and compromising, those are one and the same. Those are little bitty pebbles that can turn into a boulder if we're not careful. So that's a little bonus. That's a little bonus to put in there compromising with time. It's equal. You guys can both be very busy in your businesses or whatever it is you do. And if you have a child or children, you have to compromise. Somebody has to make dinner or make reservations, whatever that looks like, okay? Don't let your household be growing up on McDonald's, Taco Bell, Wendy's, and you know, all the other fast food spots. It's okay every now and then, but not every day. You know, let your family get accustomed to a home-cooked meal. Nice reservation somewhere. And you can say, well, we be balling on a budget. I do too. Who who you talking to? I do too. I'm a Groupon, a coupon, and this buy one, get one, happy hour in. Come on now, somebody. Da- hey, what? I got a family of four. I got two sons and a husband. So I got a 19-year-old and I have an 11-year-old. And I have a grown-ass husband. And then I don't eat like no bird myself. So, yeah. We like to go and dine and do things and travel and do things. But we're mindful and we're economical. But at the same time, we plan And what's that key word I said? We compromise. Now, let's talk about a couple of other things that can cause problems, okay? The loss of feeling. People say, you know, I lost interest. How'd you lose interest? How did you lose interest? Think about that. We stopped doing some of the things that piqued the interest of the one that we connected ourselves with. The same work it took to get that spouse is the same work and more that it takes to keep that spouse. You don't give up on your spouse and quit being who you were. You should be getting better at who you are. Growing pains. We growing together. Now, scientific proof shows that women mature faster than men. That's just scientifics. Okay. If you do your research, we mature faster. Okay, I got my degree in criminal justice. However, there was a thousand other classes that had nothing to do with my core classes, but it helped me understand the way the mind thinks, you know, works and how we act as human beings and on and on and on. Because, yay, this thing, the brain is a powerful tool. However, a lot of us don't use it to the full capacity, not even half the capacity. And I just shared not too long ago, I learned that I am right brained And I'm so excited to know that I realize I'm not left branded and um, yeah, so I know what it took to attract my husband, me being me. I'm going to always be me until the day I die. 
I don't know how to be anybody else. I used to always hear these cliche sayings that be you because everybody else is taken. I love that. There's only one me. When you have a lead character in a movie, you can have understudy supporting characters, but there's only one leading lady. There's only one leading man. There's not two leading ladies, two leading mans. There's always one. There's an understudy and then there's supporting characters. In your marriage, ladies, wives, we are the leading lady. Let's make no mistake about it. Fellas, you are the leading men in our lives. Make no mistakes about it. There should be no room for understudy. None of us need an understudy. Understudies turn into marital affairs. Okay? Let's be clear. Let's not let's not mix our words and jumble it up. Those understudies, and I like to talk about metaphors, so I hope you're following me. But the side chicks, those are understudies. Okay? You know, the, the people that's trying to take too much of your time. You know, ladies, you know, you don't have lunch with your spouse. You don't. You don't invite them out for little date nights. You don't do these things. And they're watching their homeboys or people. And, you know, they're like, dang, we used to do that. Don't don't let your marriage turn into a whole bunch of we used to. We used to do this. We used to go here. We used to have that. Keep on building. Keep on expanding on the love that connected y'all to make y'all Mr. and Mrs. Sometimes we get so busy that we have to pause but we should never pause in our marriages we could pause in our businesses and when I say our businesses not the stuff that makes the income but our businesses like we're building you have to learn to balance I said that earlier you have to balance out time and you have to compromise all these things are ingredients to make a healthy marriage remember what I said there's only one leading lady and one leading man in your marriage just like there's only one leading lady and one leading man in a movie okay let's move on to this other one competition you always heard these cliches oh they trying to keep up with the joneses the johnsons you know the moors and blah 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 right the benjamins you know i'm using these names just putting them out there but you know there's a lot of people that can admire what you do and they do some will tell you to your face i really admire your marriage i really admire your relationship there ain't nothing wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't feel like you joyriding and jock riding and all those. I would say something else, but I'm trying to work on my language. But it's okay to be appreciative of other people's relationships, inspired, encouraged, motivated. I share a lot of stuff on social media about my marriage and my family, not to put it out there like, oh, we doing this or we're doing that. I love to encourage and motivate people and inspire them. And I know that I'm doing that because people tell me that. They've been telling me that for years. Before me and my husband got married, we were, you know, just a couple. And people would tell us, married people would tell us, I really admire your relationship. And I'm thinking like, y'all got one up on us. Y'all married. We're not even married. But it's just who we are. The friendship. I always tell people, you have to have a strong foundation to build anything upon, whether it's a relationship with your spouse, a relationship with your family member, a relationship with your children, a relationship with your job, your coworkers, your boss, your employees, etc. It has to have a strong foundation. You can't build on shaky ground. OK, so you must know that a good friendship will help a marriage survive. Why? Because there's times you got to have that hard conversation and 
if you're just, oh, that's my husband, that's my wife. I just, that's who they are. Well, I got I to gotta run that by my wife. I got to run that by my husband. They don't got a name. Well, you know what? Let me run that by TT. Let me run that by Swift. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because we do that. We communicate. Now, do we have the opportunity to say, you know, I got to make a decision. I'm going to make the best decision for us. Absolutely. There'll come a time where I'm not available. There'll come a time when my husband's not available and we have to make the best judgment call. And that should work for you as well. It shouldn't be like, well, I can't make a decision without my spouse. Now, some decisions, yeah, like you buying a house, mm, I wouldn't try to make that whole decision by yourself. You about to buy a family car? If y'all been talking about the type of cars, okay, perhaps. You you came into some money, you had a you had an opportunity of a lifetime, like, yo, this is a once and it's right now or not. You and your spouse and talked about it. Would they appreciate that vehicle? Is it? Yeah. Let me see. Let me do it. Let me step out on faith. Boom. But some people feel like I got all the decision making skills and I don't need to talk to my spouse. What I say is law. Nah, I don't know where they do that at, but they don't do that in the Morris house. We respect one another. Opinion and decision making skills. Right. But sometimes people feel like I don't got to run that by them. And that falls back under the communication. Communication is key to any relationship and it tags into that friendship. See, as a friend, you're going to talk to your friend. But when you a bully or if you in a relationship and you ain't really respecting your friend and you like, whatever, I don't care what they think. Is that how you look at your marriage? Because if you do, you headed for trouble. I ain't going to say you headed for divorce, but you headed for trouble. As we would like to say, when things ain't good, looking good, you trying to go down a rabbit hole. Don't go down that rabbit hole, sir, ma'am. Don't do it. Don't do it. Respect your spouse. Respect yourself enough to respect your spouse. Okay. Now, the competition, like I was saying earlier, when I started this last piece, keeping up with the Joneses and everybody, you ain't got to do that. You can be inspired, encouraged, and motivated, but you also want to be authentic. Be you. You can take a little bit of that. Hey, where'd y'all go when y'all went to so-and-so? I like that. I'm thinking about doing that. A lot of people would be happy to say, yeah, we stayed at the so-and-so or we went here. I'm one of them people. I get calls all the time, text messages all the time about places we've been, whether it was a family trip or, you know, me and Swifty going out or me and my girls going out. And I'm like, oh yeah, we did. That. I'm not one of those people like, mm, well, I don't know. So I love to share information. If it's going to encourage you to take your relationship to the next level, whether that's you and your family or you and your spouse, I'm all for it. You will never catch me like, I ain't about to tell them. Are they trying to be? I would never say this. I hear people say this. Are they trying to be like us? Uh, no. They might want to do some of the things your behind did almost cuss, but I didn't. Ain't you proud? Okay, no, seriously. I'm, you know, it's kind of like, no, they're encouraged and motivated by you. Be excited about that part, that you inspired them to want to take that trip. What was it like? You, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the, the one of the reasons I became a travel agent for a minute. Okay? Now, I had to fall back off of that because as much as I love to travel, I realized my money making skills as being a travel agent in the capacity in which I was doing it would prove to be lucrative because I'm always giving away information for free. I said, that ain't my calling. I give some info, but what if you want me to build your package, I'm going to charge you. So you want me to build your package, I'm going to charge you. But if you want me to give you some ideas, okay. But I can't 
spend hours. I'm not doing research. I'm not doing that. I'll tell you what to look. But if you say, look, I don't have time. Now, I've had some couples do this. I don't have time to put together the perfect rendezvous, the little escape, the vacation, the vacation, weekend getaway, blah, blah, blah. Can I pay you to go ahead and build the package? Here's my budget. Boom. Where's your budget? And here's my fee for that. I'm going to take whatever man hours I need and I'm going to build that package out according to the demographics of where you say you want to go, what you want included, and the money you gave me to spend. All right. So moving on, moving on. Be mindful of that. We ain't got to keep up with the Joneses because we are who we are. Okay. So you ain't in a competition with nobody else. Nobody is competition for your marriage. You shouldn't be in competition with your spouse either. That's a side note because some people feel like they got to be in competition with their spouse. Especially the people that are entrepreneurs, you need to do better than your spouse. Why? Aren't you one and the same, but individual? Collectively, you're one and the same, right? Collectively, you are Mr. and Mrs. But individually, you are Miss So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, doing their own thing. But when they come together, you're a powerhouse. All right? Let's think about that. Now, here's something else that tears up marriages. Abuse and emotional scarring. They go hand in hand. Abuse and emotional scarring. They go hand in hand. I don't know if you're aware, and I'm not talking down to anybody, but there are some people you'd be surprised. You might say, I already knew that. Some people might say, oh, I didn't realize that. There are more layers and levels of abuse than physical. There's the mental, emotional, of course, the physical. There's spiritual. There's social. Okay. Those are just a few. And so when you deal with these things, the scarring, whether it's external and internal, you know, when we were growing up, you know, that little saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. That's a lie. Words sometimes hurt worse than a slap or a punch. Because when you hear those words and they trigger something or what it made you feel like at that moment, it could tear you apart. You could heal up from external, you know, and I'm not encouraging that, but I'm just saying if from that, uh, that physical abuse, you can heal up. But when you got that emotional, that mental, that spiritual, it's deep and you still have to heal from that. But we are so closed minded. Some people, some of us are closed minded. We think it's. Uh, shame or a mark of tarnishment or, or, you know, disrespect to go and get counseling therapy sessions. It helps you. People say only weak people do that. Get out of here. Some people who are no longer here to talk about it, they follow that stupid ass advice. And I just cuss because now I'm getting passionate. People cry out for help in different ways. Some people can't tell you I need help. You have to see it. But on the other side, let's be let, let's put down the pride umbrella. When somebody reaching out to you and you need some help and they offering it, take it. Go on to ride that pride horse off the cliff if you want to. And don't listen to people that tell you, like for instance, if you're going through a struggle in your marriage and you want to go to marital counseling, you concerned, again, keeping up with the Joneses competition, well, I heard that so-and-so and them went to, and it didn't. You're not so-and-so and them. 
Well, so-and-so and them went through something and they didn't go to counseling. Again, you are not so-and-so and them. You are you and your spouse is them. And if you are going through some issues in your marriage and you want that thing to work, put down that pride tool and work on it. The divorce rate don't seem to be as high as it used to be. We have more marriages. I was just telling my husband the other day, I love looking at young couples get married. Because they're not here. They're not out here playing this Russian roulette, laying down with her and him and them and all that. Because a moment of passion or a couple of hours or whatever it is, secret sneaking around, sleeping from bed to bed, all that. That's this for the birds. If we really lived our life the way God intended, God didn't intend for you to sleep with her and him and her and him and him and her and him and her. God wanted us to stay pure until we met that man, that woman that was going to change our life. In the biblical times, the man went to the woman family and asked for her hand in marriage and they went on and they raised families. Back in the day, people like my grandmother, my mother's mother, who had 12 children. She got married young. She stayed with my grandfather forever. They went through their things like any other couple. Just because they was married 50,000 years ago don't mean that they weren't going through nothing. Now, what I also learned about those type of marriages, not my grandparents' marriages, but other marriages from people that were married a long time ago from good, solid conversation with mature women is that there were those relationships where people were married and uh, Mr. So-and-so had a whole nother relationship around the corner and Mrs. So-and-so knew about it. But she was okay because he was taking care of home. Well, that ain't going to work in today's time. See, we are different creatures than the ones that were before. You're not going to be able to tell me, oh, I'm about to leave out and go around to Nancy's house and I'm going to be around with her for a little while. I'll be back. <laughs> who, 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 who are you talking to? So for first of all, we're not going to have to burn the bed or nothing like that. Why are you going around to Miss Nancy's? I'm going to need you to take all your belongings because you ain't running back up in here. And Miss Nancy, she, I hope, I hope she gonna take care and do all the things you need done. Because again, you know, you, I, what? So it's funny to hear stories because I, I was taken back when I heard that there were marriages like that back in the day where women knew their husbands were having other relationships, but they didn't care as long as the man was taking care of home. And it's unfortunate that some men raise their sons to think that that's okay. It's idiotic thinking like that that make these marriages fail. That produce these boys that are supposed to be men. Right? You remember the group Boys to Men? They didn't go boys to boys. And they damn sure didn't do men to men. Every boy has to turn into a man at some point. But it's all about the way that they're being raised. Am I right? It starts from the foundation. If you raise your son to be a man, then he has to learn that a man that does not work, does not eat. A man that does not work, does not earn. But if you raise a boy to be a boy, then they're going to always think that, oh, life is just going to happen. And the same goes for these little girls. Daddy's girls. Come on now. You, she my princess. She your princess, but she got to be a grown ass woman at some point. So let's also, ladies and gentlemen, let's not raise our daughters to think that, okay, the man's supposed to just take care of you and you ain't supposed to do anything. Not even raise the kids. Now, if you agree to be a homemaker and you're raising the children and you're supporting your husband, great. I'm all for it. But if you was raised to think that he supposed to do everything and because he loves you and support that, you can walk on him and you, I'm going to need you to look in the mirror and check yourself. 
And if you're raising your children to be anything like what I just said in this latter part of what I just said, y'all need to check yourselves too. And if you want to come for me because I'm throwing a monkey wrench in your plan to raise boys to boys and girls to girls, I'm here for it. I'm all about raising boys to men and girls to women so that they could be productive in this society so that they could be strong women and men to be amazing husband and wives to be awesome mothers and fathers hallelujah Whew. sometimes i get going because i'm passionate about love i'm passionate about the foundation of building families they are urgent and they are important and they matter. It's nothing like seeing a family out together, a family on vacation together, a family breaking bread together, a family just enjoying one another, laughing together, praying together, talking, communicating. You should be interested in what your children are doing, who they're with, where they're going. You should be interested in where your spouse is, who they're with, what they're doing, what their what their goals and dreams are. Not to run them or check them, but to support them. There's nothing like having a strong support system. So let me move on because you know me. I'll go there. That was a part of the emotional and the abuse of the emotional scarring that's tied into it. All those things can take us to divorce court, ladies and gentlemen. Those six points that I set in and I tapped into that vein, they could take us there. You see, when one spouse focuses on the other's performance, it usually leads to the destruction of the relationship. You too focused.